Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see new movies, develop opinions, and then come to you, the listener, with said opinions. Fresh out the oven, still maybe doughy on the inside. The takes are maybe crusty. The, the takes are not as hot as they used to be. They're not as hot as they used to be. No, that's true. Uh, my name's Robbie Anderson. I'm joined by Jack Kaljeski. How are you, Jack? Hello, Robbie Anderson. I'm Jack Kaljeski. I'm good. Hey, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, How are you? Before we get started, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, yeah. everything's 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 fine. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Are you most excellent uh, or no? I am. I am most excellent. Um, we're about to face the music of this podcast. Before we jump into it, just so everyone knows, it's not the only podcast on Story Screen, and you can go on our website to listen to more podcasts, get articles. I mean, you don't get them, but you can you can read them. You can get them. You can yeah, download you can the articles. You can, yeah, you can download it. I They're guess free to so, just yeah. copy paste it into like a Word document or like a you could put your you could plagiarize a me. Google document care. now, I guess. <laughs> Whatever you prefer. Yeah, so you know we got websites, we got movie theaters, we got all the stuff on StoryScreenBeacon dot com. But what we're here to do today is talk about a new movie in twenty twenty, a, a rare commodity. One of the like five new, new movies. movies. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, they won't force you at gunpoint to see in the theater. We watched the long-awaited sequel in the Bill and Ted universe. We're talking about Bill and Ted Face the Music, directed by Dean Parasat, writers uh, Chris Matheson, Ed Solomon, the OG writers of the entire trilogy. But yeah, we're here to talk about that that new movie. And Jack, what's your, what's your hot take? Here? Finally, the long-awaited finale. To the Bill and Ted trilogy. Who, who knew? A tale so masterfully woven throughout time has met its conclusion. And now we know. And now we know. Now we know what happens. Now we know what happens. Yep. That's it. True. It's a wrap. Um, I, uh, I, I, I like Bill and Ted a lot. I've liked Bill and Ted a lot for a, lo- a long time. Um, I mean, these movies came out like... The year the first one came out before I was born, and then the the second one came out the year I was born, so eighty nine and ninety one. Mm. Uh, I probably saw them when I was like in high school at some point, uh, maybe early We're high the school. Age of a gap between Bogus Journey and an excellent adventure, well, which is something I was thinking about a lot, which I thought was the weird. funny thing is we were born, we would have been born the same year that uh, Bill and Ted's children were born. Ninety one. Yeah. I mean, there's some weird time stuff in there because I think technically I think they, they like retcon that to like 1995 or something instead. But. Did they? Well, because they're not our age; they're not 29. Well, technically, technically, they they should be even older because they were born while Bill and Ted was were time traveling. Oh well, <laughs> listen, it gets maybe the chronology chronology of it gets a little yeah. bit fuzzy here and there. But I think I think I don't think the movie's here for that. But my point yes. is, my point is for me. Um, it was pretty wild when I heard that they were going to do a third Bill and Ted movie. And then the initial reaction after that is like, oh God, is this going to be like Anchorman 2 or Zoolander 2 or like one of those, you know, I mean, even more so like it is a, uh, an even older comedy that's now getting like a contemporary sequel um yeah and it's cool that they got everybody back i was like excited you know when when keanu reeves and alex winter were definitely on board and you know even some of the other smaller parts in there they got most people back for those as well um yeah but i have to say you know my expectations for this were cautiously optimistic at 
best. And I think that this yeah. movie really is is way better than it like has any like when you do the math on yeah. paper, this movie is way <laughs> better than it has any right to be. Um, so I was like really pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. I so I I've, I've only seen the original Bill and Ted. I saw it only within the past like two years. The first time I saw it was on, uh, on Bannerman's Island. Bannerman's Island because yeah. I helped set that up that screening with a uh, mic. So that was the first time I saw it. Very cool way to see that movie for the first a time. A most excellent way to watch it. that movie. It is most excellent. Uh, and then I watched Bogus Journey uh, for the first time yesterday, which is also when I watched Face the Music. Uh, so you Bogus did them back Journey, to back. Double header. I did do them back. I did. I like legit like ended one, started the next one. Uh, and I actually think it made it kind of better for me. Okay. Um, sure. And uh, yeah, I, uh, Bogus Journey I still think is the superior of the three. Really? In my in my humble opinion, interesting. Yes. Uh, I think I like that one the most. But uh, yeah, I thought Face the Music was. I thought it was very cute. I thought it was very like um, it was very like wholesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't try to get like too crass with its like even older audience. You know, it kind of kept the same vibe. If anything, and this is like maybe a weird criticism to have, is that I wish the movie almost has like too much logic. <laughs> like it, the movie almost like makes like too much sense at time it kind of weighs it down because it's trying to like validate itself sure. whereas the other bill and ted movies they really shine when they're just being as stupid as possible yeah yes sure there's less of those like improv fun moments i think in this movie than the other ones had that being that being the only criticism really aside is i i really enjoyed it i'm also happy they got everyone back mm-hmm. Uh, I think the movie looks really good. I think the the newer characters are also a lot of fun yeah. that they've added, and they feel at home in the flick. Definitely, yeah. I was also I was also pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think when it comes to the the, the three of these movies, like there is something. So the way I watched this was the last time I saw Bill and Ted, uh, Excellent Adventure was also on Bannerman's up until this past weekend, where I wound mm-hmm. up just grabbing all three of these movies. Um, digitally, and then watched the first movie. I watched Excellent Adventure on Friday, and then Bogus Journey on Saturday, and then Face the Music on Sunday. So I watched these movies like three days in a row. Pretty, back to back yep, to back. To back. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a a purity to that first movie. There is like a innocence yeah. to that first movie where, I mean... For those who have not seen Bill and Ted, I guess spoilers. This is the the non-spoiler section, but spoilers probably for for Bill and Ted one and two. Um, you know, there's very low stakes in that. I mean, the stakes are at the same time like are kind of everything and nothing. You know what I mean? Like on yeah. one hand, the stakes are well, if you don't pass this history test, you're going or this like oral presentation, all of time and space might not work out the way it's supposed to but at the same time like the goal of the movie is to pass a history exam and there's that kind of like yeah fun sort of playful innocence to it where like they're just having fun the whole time kind of in doing this and and i think that's sort of the charm of like the bill and ted characters right is like they're just so laid back about everything even when they're like faced directly with like maybe life threatening sort of situations sure, through history. Yeah. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. The end of history or the, the unmaking of, of time. They're kind of just like chilling anyway in that first movie. And it's just the fun of it, I think is infectious. And I think in two, they sort of like make it a little more like it is a little darker. It's still silly, but it is a little bit darker. 
I mean, yeah, the, the you know, you kill them at one they're point. They're dead. They go to hell. They have to be dead. They actually yeah, go to exactly. hell. Uh, so I guess by its very nature, that's a little bit yeah. darker. Um, but for me, I think there's still like a kind of magic that the first one has that sure. two definitely doesn't have. And I think three actually gets a little bit back. Um, I think three is a very sweet movie, ultimately. And it made mm-hmm. me feel nice by the end. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's a very sweet movie. I think it's very like caring. It's not. I don't think it's a cash grab. I think it's a movie that knows it's like not here for money. It's here for for the fans, and I think it very much feels that way. I think everyone who's like, especially newer, who's on deck, I think is like very excited way into to be it. There yeah, all, definitely. Like grew up with <laughs> yes. it, you know, and like that that like <laughs> sure. comes through in the flick. I mean, I I like Bogus Journey more because I do I do like just the. Uh, just pure insanity of it. Like, you know, in, in the first one being very, very pure and kind of like focused in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, the second one kind of blows the doors off its concept, sure. which, you know, I think that's the case for a lot of trilogies. And, you know, I think that's that's a matter of of what you're into. You know, some people like John Wick 2 because of the world building. Some people like John Wick 1 because it's a much more focused, narrow, narrow movie. That's always the example I use. And I think both, I think this one both fits. are valid in that sense. This one fits that Yeah, I that mean, yeah, there's Keanu yeah, also. Yeah, Keanu is uh, there. I mean, that's kind of the nature uh, then, of sequels too, right? Is like, you yeah. got to like expand things a little bit and like dig a little deeper into that universe. Sure. And if you know things that like work in the first movie, you're like, oh, let's like, what what can we amp up? Let's do more of that. Amplify? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's a matter a matter of taste. I also just, I love Death, the character. I think he's so funny. He's great. <laughs> so. He, Death. And he's even so good in this movie too. He's such a good addition to, like, I think Bogus Journey really hits its stride once they actually start um, dealing with, like, interacting with death. Um, yeah. And I am I am so glad that they got um, William, Sadler William Sadler back to be in this yeah. one. Because I think he's yeah. one of the best things about this movie too. I think so as well. I think he's I think he's great. I almost wish he was in it sooner. But there's also like another like I like and I think that's also why I like Bogus Journey is because like when they start chilling with like really weird characters, mm-hmm. like even beyond historical figures, it's like something like, you know, it's like, oh, this is like it, like there's the big butt alien station. <laughs> in Bogus Journey. Yes. Yeah, Station. Um who comes back in a funny way in this movie. Uh and yeah, so I like I like those like really like really strange characters that just like kind of force interact with and they don't really like think much of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the vibe, right? To to Bill and Ted is mm-hmm. these are two like on their face, kind of like just losers, bumbling idiots, sort of thing. They just spend their time kind of like messing around with their guitars in their garage and don't really amount yeah. to much else than that they are they are idiot savants in many yeah, ways yeah not even yeah. really though like not even the savant <laughs> part like and I, yeah i guess they're not that good at the things and thinking back on it like that is something that i think is nice in a way like the kind of like overall message of bill and ted is it's like these are these two characters who are maybe too dumb for their own good or like they be there's a purity to their character there's like no malice there's like not a single malicious bone in either of their bodies and ultimately yeah. like you know bill and ted's music as they say in the in the first and second movie is what goes on to kind of just like bring on this utopian future and the idea that like it's only through these two who are otherwise just complete knuckleheads like that 
kind of purity and innocence that they have is what actually like can bring on sort of a, a utopian future. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that in theory. You no, know, it's sweet. I mean, it's kind of the idea of like, it's through kind of their fun that they can bring about peace, right? It's, it's through their like lackadaisical nature, not like caring too much that they can like do this thing. Sure. You know, the, the morals of the movie are very simple. I think, I think the fun thing about all the movies is that they like almost try and distract you from the simplicity of like what the plot is, like not in a, in a bad way and just kind of like, you know, the plot is very straightforward, but they're going to do all these crazy detours. Like the whole movie, the, all the movies are detours away from like what the central plot is, sure. you know, and it's, and it's fun in that way. And like how, like what cameos do you get in there? What weird creature do you meet? You know? Well, they're also that. What, fundamentally just like, especially the first movie, it's just like a series of bits and all the bits yeah. are good. Like the, the first one, especially all those bits still hit for me. Um, yeah. they're all still really funny. And I think the second one, maybe a little bit less so, um, but it is kind of just like bit after bit of just like weird. And like you said, they kind of blow it up in that yeah. one. And like, they go even further in this one too. It's just like a bunch of pretty funny bits strung together with like a, a, a plot that they all kind of come together and become more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we touched on the, the idea that everyone like is very happy to be there, but how do you feel about like um, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, like reprising their roles? Do you feel like they slip back into it? Do you feel like they added a level of nuance to the characters? We haven't seen as much as you can add nuance to Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like, you know, like, do you think that there's, there's like an informed performance there? Do they slip in easily? What do you think? I definitely think they, especially watching those three movies, like consecutively, like they are really just playing. They like nail that character again. And especially like it being 30 years later, like they still are able to, to yeah, slip right back into those characters, but then explore, you know, we kind of haven't set too much up um, about the plot of this movie, but the idea is that it's been 30 years and they're still kind of, they've been through, you know, they made their band with death and they wild stallions became like a huge band and then kind of like slipped back into obscurity. And now they're back playing like, yeah. you know, the local pubs to like a crowd of less than 50 people. And they still haven't written the song that like unites the universe. Um, and I think there's something there's something interesting there too with that idea of just like, okay, now they've grown up and now they're adults and now they have like, you know, commitments and adults. So they have to like kind of are faced to, to have to deal with like either moving on with their adult life or pursuing this kind of dream um, of, yeah. of writing that song. Um, and I think that's, you know, a fairly well-trodden kind of, themes and territory but i I think it it, it works well like within what they're doing in the context of this movie yeah yeah in the context of these characters like what is a challenge for bill and ted to face in their old age and it's like maybe having to choose between you know a dream and and you know maybe a more uh uh settled down Mm -hmm. you know whatever you want to say safer style of life and i do like that that's not even like really an option for them they're just like well no we gotta like gotta write the song yeah. you know it's not it's not really it's just like well maybe we gotta get real jobs it's like that's never really entertained <laughs> not really like, no. All right, well, i guess we, i guess we have to go like outside of space and time and do this thing mm-hmm. which which is cool and like i you know that's something about their characters too they're very uh headstrong in their uh naivete but you know they kind of just power through anything and 
know all the secrets of the universe and date princesses and or are married to princesses and all that. It's all good. They kind of just bumble their way through it, really. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought they slipped into their characters very, very well. Uh it's just so funny just seeing Keanu Reeves in this movie after just the fucking career he's you know, had, you know? I, I think this is a it, it speaks to Keanu's character that he's like still down for something like this. You know, he's still down to just like do this fun kind of silly stupid role yeah i mean i feel like in you know probably certain ways he's just like you know i owe a lot of my career to this the, this franchise sure. you know so to like you know give back to it in some way and give back to the fans like that's gotta amount to something um yeah and i'm I'm curious i think this this panned out for him and and i think you mentioned this earlier you can kind of tell that everybody involved with this like this is a labor of love and this again yeah. this movie like I don't think it had a lot of money. They had a lot of money to work with. Um, and they were certainly assuredly hit somehow by COVID happening. I think yeah. a lot of the, probably the actual like filming and production was out of the way by the time COVID really hit. But like they were certainly still working on this movie when COVID hit and they yeah. still managed to pull it all off. And I'm, I'm curious to see because, you know, Keanu's also reprising his role of Neo pretty soon here they're working on that movie as well i'm curious to see you know how something like the matrix deals with that kind of idea because i do think that bill and ted does a good job of like taking these characters pulling them 30 years out of time pushing it 30 years later and still having a story that's like relevant to those characters and relevant to the modern like a modern more modern moment now and and relevant to like that series as a whole so I mean, you know, now in our adulthoods, we and people older than us too, we have seen a lot of franchises uh, get kind of like reboot sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not this is more of a true sequel, but uh, you know, we we've seen other franchises wrestle with this in the past. I think, in regards to the, you know, I think this movie handles it really well because they give our char- they give our heroes like a goal that is very challenging to them, which I think is like pretty like on the, like is, is, is spoken to very well considering that like, I do think characters like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves like have got to live their dreams. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who, who knows? Maybe there are certain things that they wish they could have done even as mega stars as they, especially Keanu as mega stars that they, as they are, maybe there, there are things that are like, we're put on the back burner kind of forever. You know, you never know. You never know what's going on in these people's lives. But I think with something like the matrix, um, I mean, I personally, I think that movie is going to be gay as hell in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Now that the Wachowskis are are out and proud and doing their thing, and and I've kind of like talked about the the idea of like you know the the the, the trans allegories in the Matrix trilogy, mm-hmm. and they've kind of spoken on that and and said those things. So, and the fact that Keanu Reeves is uh, in <laughs> the movie also speaks to something that they're doing, mm-hmm. whether it's like funky time stuff or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, who the fuck knows? The only character, the only actor that they've said is probably not in that movie is Lawrence Fishburne. And ironically, his Morpheus at the end of Matrix Revolutions is the only character who is still alive. So I was surprised that he didn't go back. Because I remember reading that article too, or at least reading like the, the, the quote poll. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hmm, strange. Who fucking knows, dude? I have no idea where they're going to take that movie. I Yeah, me either. I mean, do you do, you know... I feel it flicks like that. You either do like 
uh, it's like Blade Runner where you have like a new character you introduce for a lot of it, and then you start introducing the old back into the film and kind of like start like bleeding the two together. Possibly. That's a lot of times I think the best way to do it. Probably. Because you're you're kind of like, you know, you're 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 starting something fresh and new and then reinforcing it with some like solid architecture that you've built in the past, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, this movie um, does that think... in a big way with uh Bill and Ted does that in a big way with yeah. the t- with their daughters. Mm-hmm. Where they yeah, where they are I mean we don't want to get into spoilers, but there is there is enough like Again, like the new characters in the, in this movie are fleshed out and are interesting and have arcs and are and are cool, you know. So. And they take some of the weight of it being entirely on the older characters, like it's a right. generational kind of shift. Yeah, I do think the film uh, blends those two together mm-hmm. very well. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see about the Matrix, man. Now I just want to talk about the Matrix. It's so fucking. I'm so curious don't know about anything about it. Fucking is all I could tell you is that at one point. Uh, Neo and Trinity are riding a mo- motorcycle. I have a feeling uh, the last two Matrix movies are going to matter a lot less than the first one with this movie. I mean, that would probably be fine. Um, I think, I think so. it would be I mean, kind those of are the hard two... to just retcon all that stuff. Yeah, back. I mean, but... in the in the idea of I don't know with the Matrix, it's kind of just like. Uh, it's so much about your perception of things or the per- perception of things and being in a reality, in a reality, in a reality mm-hmm. that uh, they have, they have like the silver bullet to get out of a lot of narrative problems if need be. Fair. True. But uh, yeah, whether that's like good or not, I don't know. Who could say? I can't say. I'll watch Who it. Can I'll say. tell you that much. Oh, I'm fucking there day one, doggy dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, you know, if we're still here. Uh, I will not die in a theater for Tenet, but I may die for The Matrix. Yeah, just put, right Tenet now. On, put Tenet on my TV so I can just watch it like a person. The Matrix, Let me though, watch Tenet pretty, in Fortnite. I, I wanna... Where it's yeah. meant to be Please. seen. <laughs> on the big screen. The dead speak. Exactly. The dead speak. Uh, Jack, you ready to talk about spoilies for this movie? Sure. Cool. So we'll be right back to talk about who dies, who goes to hell, and Bill and Ted face the music. Thank you so much for listening so far. We will talk these soon. That means very. And we're back with spoilies for uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Jack, who's your favorite new character in the movie? I, I mean, I really like uh, their daughters, to be honest. Um, and in a way, like, oh, and you know what? Christian Shaw's character is really good, too. Uh, I, I like Kelly. her as well. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I really like the robot. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's good. Because I also really like, I like his character. Yeah, uh, Dennis McCoy. Because um, I really like uh, <laughs> the actor who plays him. Well, uh, it's, like, Anth- from, like, it's, Barry. it's Anthony yeah. Kerrigan from Barry. I Okay, yeah. you want to get right into this? I sure. think the Dennis McCoy joke the first time was funny. Mm-hmm. I think they overplayed the hell out of that joke. I would have cut eh, him saying I'm Dennis McCoy out. Like I would have done it once. I think doing it the one time, maybe twice you can get away with. But that motherfucker says I'm Dennis McCoy like 10 times. And it I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm upset they didn't let him dance on stage like he wanted to. Yeah. I wish they had... That's a- the thing That's the thing I thought was so upsetting. It's like he just wanted to dance. Let him dance. I wish they had a given Dennis McCoy 
sorry, Dennis Caleb McCoy, uh, more than just repeating, parroting his name over and over again. Because I thought the yeah. first time he said it was pretty funny. I thought him being kind of awkward about vaporizing people was pretty funny. Yes. Um, I liked his outfit. I liked his design. Yes. I thought it was good. He's very similar to Death in some ways. Well, I think that's why I like him because he's yes. kind of like Death 2.0 in some ways. Yes. He's almost sort of like that. That would have been funny in its own way. Just like Death looking at Dennis McCoy and just being like giving him the glance of like, because especially so since it's here, especially since there is like sort of a lineage thing going on be- between um, Bill and Ted and, and Thea and Billy, like mm-hmm. a little like writing that in there with death and, and Dennis McCoy where he is clearly like inspired in a, in a certain way. I don't know. I'm now I'm backseat writing, but I wish they had given him more to do because I do think he was a pretty promising character. He was, he was good. Yeah. But yeah, I also like the, I also like the daughters, I like Christian or Kristen Shaw. Uh, I thought the, uh, George Carlin, um, thing was appropriate and nice. Yeah. His hologram, his hologram self yep. was okay. Yep. That was a good way to like do a hologram. Not do it too. They too literally hard, did a hologram. Yeah, but also it was like you know tasteful. It wasn't. Uh, I thought so. Yeah. Did you see um what is it called? Is it Ready or Not? Yeah. Did you ever see Ready or Not? Mm-hmm. With Samara Weaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's dude. She's great. She's like she's really great. like blown up in the last year or two, and I think she's she's a really good actress. Yeah, um, she's the best part of that movie for sure oh yeah i mean it's it's really a lead vehicle for her but she's also really good in uh the babysitter which is like a a netflix like a it's that movie's like it's fine it's not it's not trying to be more than it is it's just kind of like a fun like slasher sort of thing um Mm -hmm. but yeah she's she's really been getting a lot of work recently and and she's she's awesome yeah and i thought she was paired well with uh with Bridget Lundy Payne. Uh, who, yeah, I'm not super familiar with her. I guess she was in Atypical, which is another like Netflix show. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I think that's where she's like more a little more recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in Bombshell, right? Well, yeah, which I did not see, but I've heard good things about. But I thought those two had good chemistry, and they definitely having. Not having 100% of the movie rely solely on Bill and Ted and, like, kind of passing the torch a little bit to the next generation, I think, was a good choice. I totally agree. And I thought, you know, when they first introduced them, I was just like, oh, yeah, they're fine. We're not going to see them for that much longer. And then we got more and more scenes with them. And at first, I, I think I was a little bit, like, trepidatious of it. I was just like, are they, like... You know, they're just kind of like the other guy. Like, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. what's so different about them. But they, they, they like, established themselves and kind of, like created the reason for them to be there and i thought the the overall ending with the fact that they actually wrote the song that was awesome was uh was very sweet mm-hmm. yeah it was so good yeah, yeah i really like that i also liked um how so at the end of bill and ted's bogus journey then they come back from like their 16 month intensive guitar training yeah and they have <laughs> children with them mm-hmm. they introduce them as little bill and little ted yeah which I thought was really funny, and when like they started this movie, or when they you know announced that their daughters were, and I was like, wait a second, I thought it was little Bill and little Ted, like boys, and I liked how they did put the one line in there that explained <laughs> that why. was like yeah. you used to call them little Bill and little Ted, um, which is I think their full names are what 
Theodora, right? And uh, something like that. Billy or I mean they I call him know. Billy and Theo, but the, uh, yeah. the uh, I uh, I I also like that line. I was because it was I was kind of distracted because I just watched Bogus Journey, mm-hmm. so they introduced like their daughters. I was like, no, 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 no. They they boys though. Yep. they're supposed to be boys. And then they explained. I was like, oh okay. <laughs> it was a good like retcon slash sort of like pivot there. It was funny. yeah, and I think it was like for the better. Um, I like I like the drama they're having with their. With their princess wives. Yes. I like that they're like like very low-key princesses. Like it only comes up like a little bit. Yeah. So the princesses is, I feel like they had an idea for their storyline that yeah. I don't know if some of it was cut or what. If maybe they had more of an idea, yeah. but it kind of felt half-baked. But like every princess storyline in all the Bill and Ted movies are kind of half-baked. And this is the third yeah. time that they, or well, I guess second time that they've recast the princesses. They're different actresses. Well, it's, no, it, no, it's it is three times because uh, they're different in, in excellent. Well, uh, I mean, too. the second time they've recast them, so they recast sure. them for uh, Bogus yes. Journey, and then they recast them again for for this yep. movie. Fun fact: two actresses who are ten years younger than the actresses that played them in. Uh, I noticed that as well. Yeah. When I was things up. <laughs> Uh, I thought they were, I thought they were also, I would have liked to see more of them. Like, I like, I like, like, the therapy scenes I thought were very good. Yes. And I liked the issues that they are having with Bill and Ted. I do wish we got to see more of them, because they do establish, like, that they're having their own time travel adventure, yes. kind of. Yes, And, uh, and I think one of the actresses is, like, she's in mad stuff. Like, she's great. Um. Is uh, it? I think Aaron Hayes. Aaron Hayes. Yeah, is she's, she she's definitely in Children's from, Hospital. Yeah, she was familiar. Like, yeah. She's she's funny. She's in like a lot of stuff, but uh, it is what it is. And they were pretty funny, like you said. The therapy, the like group therapy stuff was those scenes were great, pretty funny. Yeah, um, I like those a lot. I mean, putting Bill and Ted with the same sort of like childlike innocence that they have to the moronic degree, but putting it mm. in like the more adult context were pretty funny. Uh, and yeah. the, actually, the therapist. While we're talking about that. Um, I don't know that. Oh, Jillian Bell. Yeah. Um, that was she was also pretty funny. Did you see? Uh, Brittany runs a marathon. Came out a few years ago. I did not. It's good. She she's like the main protagonist in that movie, and it is very good. Nice. But yeah, I mean, she's. I think most people probably know her from Workaholics at this point. Okay, I also have not watched much. Oh much yeah, of that. I mean, I I watched some of it. I think that's like kind of like her. One of her bigger claims to fame. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked seeing um, the older Bill and Ted's who were failures. I thought that was Those funny. Were really fun. the f- I think yeah. my probably my favorite scene in the movie is when they are in Dave Grohl's house. I like that one, too. I like the prison scene. The prison scene's really they, funny, too. Because they do a really good job with like the hair and makeup. And Dude. It looks so, so fucking silly. Again, for a movie that I do not think had a very good budget, or a very big budget, like the makeup is great. really good. <laughs> the makeup's really good. The green screen stuff, like... I, I, well, I think because it's, like, it's, it's okay if it looks kind of shitty, you know? Yeah, I mean, because it's still evoking like that sort of late the 80s, era, yeah. early 90s sort of comedy... Um, but a lot of stuff doesn't look shit. Like a lot of stuff looks really good. Like it, it's got the right evocative look, but it's like clean. You know, it's not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That is a good way of of saying it. Yeah, I liked. I liked all those scenes. I do. Yeah, I do. Like uh, was it Dave, Dave Gruel? Gruel? Grohl? Grohl. David Gruel. Of the uh, the Foo Fighters. 
spooky see mm-hmm. Ooh, fighters mm-hmm. uh that scene was great that was a fun cameo yeah um i liked all the historical figures they got i thought they were fun if not maybe even a tad bit underutilized yeah that's fine yes um yeah the louis good. armstrong character was the faces that he was making throughout <laughs> I think, you know, if you've ever done a, a, a Louis Armstrong impression, you are fighting to get the words out of your out of your body. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, Kid, so I mean, so Kid Cudi's station, right? Is that is that the reveal by the end of the movie? Because they say station to each other at one point. Did you catch that? I okay, so I never okay. I've never gotten the station joke. I think that's referencing something I that I don't I understand. And I meant to look it up before this, but I did not. Because I, I thought station is the name of the is the name of the alien, right? They call him station. They say station, but also at the beginning of Bill and Ted's bogus journey, the guy from Faith No More shows up to like the class or whatever that's in the future and he says station. Oh. So I think that is referencing something. something that you and I are both unfamiliar of. Our listeners at home Damn. are screaming into their it, they, and they're they, they are right to do so. Uh, we I do not know. We do not. We don't. <laughs> we didn't. We missed the joke. So I don't know. I didn't get it. Maybe I thought. I thought the implication was Kid Cudi's like is another version of this alien, which is why he like knew so much like uh, quantum physics and weird things like that in the movie. Huh. Maybe I'm not gonna tell you that's, that's not that, true. I that was my assumption. Uh, maybe he's just is is that character. I, don't know. I, I, I mean, thought I the Kid joke. Cuddy, I thought so. the joke was just kind of. It's funny that if Kid Cudi like Kid has Cuddy a really like that. deep understanding of like physics, quantum physics. I mean, if that is the case, then it is still funny. It's still pretty funny. Still yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the ways that Def is. It's brought up that he leaves uh, the band. Yes, he has like forty minute like bass solos yes. and stuff like that. That was all very good. I mean, even Death just playing bass at the end, like in the band, is pretty having the best funny. having the best like, fucking time of his and life. And the uh, Billy and Thea kind of like, I think genuinely, but also like laying it on kind of thick when they're talking to Death and like kind of sweet talking him to get him to rejoin the band and like also let them yeah. out of hell while they're at it. Like, right? He's just just William Sadler's Death is just so funny. He's the he's the gem in in yeah. both of these movies. I I wish there's just like could be even more because he always comes into both those movies like kind of late you know he so does it's just like oh I want I want more but I think that's the thing it, it's better to leave you wanting yeah they don't more from that character they don't than, overuse you know. him no no <sighs> what yeah, else is there any more? I, I mean you know again this is movie like it's not a deep movie uh no. but I think that's to its benefit and I think it's you know. A tight 90 minute, just nice, kind of fun, nostalgic, low impact, like just all the things that you probably like love about the first two Bill and Ted movies recaptured again. And like that magic is kind of hard to put your finger on. It's hard to replicate, um, especially 30 years down the line. Um, We mentioned before we started, all three of these movies have had different directors, but the two writers chris chris matheson and ed solomon are the same throughout all three movies um and i just think that, that that it is kind of miraculous that they managed to like capture that kind of spirit again and nail it and also it just again like it was just kind of sweet it's kind of nice like when they 
write the song at the end of the movie and they're you know all coming together and they're they're like i'm totally a, a uh infinite being dude like it's just <laughs> it was just nice i just felt good by the end of the movie yeah yeah i liked it i like that you know it's it's a song that's played like throughout all timelines like at once uh-huh. like, I that was really like i thought it was like cool as like a sci-fi time travel concept it's just like it's like high concept enough but low impact where i'm like oh i buy with this yeah it's cool and it makes sense. I saw someone say on Twitter that uh, the the song that uh, unites all all people across time just kind of sounds like an arcade fire song, which I thought was kind of funny. But I mean, it's not know, wrong. <laughs> I uh, I like. There's some arcade fire jams. I sure, with. why not? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, it's reflector or reflector. That song fucks. I do like how uh, you know you mentioned this before. Like it was, it's really Billy and Thea who write the song not yeah. bill and ted like that i think is a really sweet moment too but also mm-hmm. i really enjoyed when they started ripping their solos like in the middle of that song like that was that was also good well because they knew they were like that's us playing guitar we know it right they, they right, right. The song. yeah yeah oh man that old man makeup they put them in is really good that scene is very good they have like a almost yeah. like <laughs> the heart to heart sort of moment with with their mm-hmm. just older selves did you did you stay for the post credits stinger Mm. it's them being old again but they play like one more guitar song oh shit i don't think i did i think i missed that ah. oh no have to check it out i i had a feeling there was something oh fuck i need to go back yeah, and watch they get that all the inf- they get all the infinity stones they're setting right. up the, yeah yeah the rest of the movies yeah <laughs> I, listen i don't i don't see many movies anymore so i i've forgotten the uh you have to stay towards to wait. the end of the yes. yeah right yeah, there's a little thing there. Nothing nothing too crazy, but it's 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 good. I should go back and, and see it. Mm-hmm. I mean you got it on the voodoo, so I do. I do um, I wonder I mean they're probably done making these movies, right? I feel like they're this, uh, is, this yeah. is the one. I don't think yeah. you need to make another one. No. I don't think just you need to uh do another one that's just like billy and thea i think you can just like i don't i don't want that again as much as i like them in the movie it, i do not want it's that. sort of a miracle that this came together as well as it did and i think you just like leave it at that and just have a nice little bow on it at the end there and and that's that yeah yeah i agree i think that's appropriate well but yeah especially because it's like well this movie is actually good so it's like instead of like don't double not to say that they were trying to but don't double dip just yeah we good. But like you said as Great. well, this movie yeah. does not, and I, I think that's why it kind of comes across as genuine and why probably why we liked it so much. It does not come across as like, we're trying to get a cash grab. But again, Bill and yeah. Ted is like sort of a niche, sort of cult fan thing anyway. So I don't think they expected to make much money off of this. And I hope they do. I hope it's like successful for them. I hope at least they make their money back, but it definitely feels like a sort of just a passion project that panned definitely, out well. Yeah. Definitely a passion project. I mean, honestly, like, I think it would be doing, I think it will do better VOD release than it would have theatrical. I'm not even sure For if sure. it have a theatrical release. It might have. I don't know. But I think they played it at some drive-ins. Okay. I think it did well at those drive-ins, too. I do. I feel like I remember seeing an article that was like, it did well at mm-hmm. everywhere it showed. So, like, you know, it has enough cult following. It, you know, it probably would have a bad, like, last two weeks of its month or whatever, you know, but who knows? Yeah, I think it being on VOD is good. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a good... It was nice that I could just watch this in the comfort of yeah. my own home. 
I don't know if it will have the. I also don't know if it needs to have like the the cult status rewatchability of the other two films. I think that's what's really hard to capture, but yeah. it's also kind of hard to say this early into the film's like life cycle, so to speak. Uh, maybe in thirty years we'll feel differently about that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's the best one. Oh, remember when? Oh man, remember when uh, there was still, you know, uh, internet, internet, and running water, <laughs> and and we still had the comforts. And we don't set have to the, set up the portable DVD player and the yeah, generator. We're not just Let's on our Bill on our boats now. We could watch movies. Yeah, I'd live on a boat if it was a good boat. I don't think it's. it's gonna, not I don't ideal. think it's going to be a good boat when we have to live on boats in the future. I don't think that it's going to be good. I guess that's fair enough. <sighs> yeah, man. Uh, cool movie. You got any any other thoughts on the flick? Are you uh, are you watching anything else, Jack? I am. I've been. Well, I don't think we've talked about this at all on the podcast, at least. But I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos. I'm watching The Sopranos yes. for the first time, so I'm making my way through through that. Uh, and that the, is the That is a most excellent adventure. I will tell you that the gabagool. Sorry, the the. Did you say the gooby Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it's gabagool instead? It's gabagool. Oh, I didn't mean to uh, to grossly mispronounce. <laughs> well, I'll, let me tell you, I'm offended. Um, oh, but yes, from your deep Italian American heritage. Yes, yes, my zero percent Italian <laughs> uh, heritage. Uh, how many more seasons do you have left? I'm, you know, when I started this endeavor, I was like, "Oh man, there's so many episodes of this show. It's going to take me forever to get through it. I'm going to be able to just enjoy this for a good long time." I'm now on season five of six, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, oh shit, this is a uh, finite. And what am I going to do? It's like, it's going. I'm getting yeah. to towards the end now, uh, rapidly. Mm. So, yeah. How about you? You watch anything? Um, I rewatched the first season of The Boys recently because okay. the second season's coming out. Yep. And, is that uh, out yet, or is that still it's not this out? Friday? It's this Friday. So at, at the time of this posting, it will be out. So, okay. uh, hopefully, it's good. Uh, I liked the boys the first time I watched it, and uh, I liked it even more the second time. There you go. I like that. That show was up my fucking alley. Nice. It was very good. Um, so yeah, I'm pumped for the second season for some crass uh, superhero stuff. Uh, otherwise, other things I'm watching... I watched the first episode of Lovecraft Country and watched it, but I haven't watched the, the most recent two episodes. Mm-hmm. That's one uh, I might just f- let play out before I yeah. jump in. It's cool. It's it's cool. Like I was into it, but it's one of those shows. Also, like Kristen's been like, like at her mom's and I had a friends, and we were watching it together. I see. And so now I have to wait for mm. for her to be back. And then uh, what? Uh, I watched the first episode of Doom Patrol, and it's and I liked it. I thought it was cool because mm-hmm. now I have HBO Max. So gotcha. I was watching the first episode of Doom Patrol. I was like, this show is pretty fucking cool. It had Legion vibes, not as good as Legion. Okay, Legion vibes. Uh, so I was fucking with it, and then, uh, but I just haven't, I haven't gone back to watch the next few episodes, but other than that, um, just gaming. Just gaming hard. Just gaming hard. Started Bloodborne again, because I'm a monster. There you go. Back in Uh, it again. It's back in the saddle. All right, well, thank you, Jack, for joining me. Thank you for having me. On this most excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, listeners, for listening to this most excellent podcast. We are not the only podcast on Story Screen. Head to StoryScreenBeacon.com for more art. Fuck. Art? Is there art there? Oh, my God. 
How many episodes of this have we done? Uh, go on our website where you can find more articles, podcasts, reviews. You can buy a mug. You can buy a tote bag. You can get a t-shirt, I think. You can find showtimes at our drive-in movie theater because it is the bad timeline. So our regular theater is closed. You can sit in your car and watch plenty of other good movies, and we appreciate it. Hey, it's pretty, let me tell you, it's listener, it's a pretty chill time to sit in your car and uh, and watch a flick. Yeah, and we got we got space for it, and we appreciate everyone's patronage. Bring bug spray um, is a pro tip I will give to you, dear yeah. dear listener. We also we do have bug spray at concessions that you can borrow. You can't take, you can borrow it. Okay, well that is something I was unaware of when I went. Well, yeah, and you can't I, advertise because then people are going to steal it. You know? I have significantly less. Well, I think by now I've I've made it back, but by the end of that viewing experience, I had significantly less blood than I came in with. Yeah. Uh, they're bad. You, they uh, they get you. They do. There. They did. They get you. The the night. The creatures of the night in those woods. Yes. Um. So yeah, thanks you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with more hot takes very soon. Stay. Uh, oh, I know. Be excellent and party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. Mm-hmm.